Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We're back on a Thursday night, and some interesting news has dropped on upon us from our good friends over at the studios in California, Warner Brothers. That's right, if you have not heard yet, and let me tell you, I wasn't even planning on even talking about this. I had no fucking clue. This just came out of the loop. This just came out of nowhere where I'm like, whoop, come like a batarang and just come right back at us. And if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, well, let me tell you, Warner Brothers have been given the green light to slate and give us 17 movies, well, 18 to be exact, starting December 25th, and it will be released on HBO Max and theaters simultaneously. So, I'm like, what? Holy shit, where... Like, this just came out of fucking nowhere, and trust me, I did not even think that they were actually going to do this, but that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to dive more into that in terms of what I believe led to this decision, what I believe will be the outcome, and what do I think maybe a couple of other studios may follow. So, that's what we're going to talk about today on this episode of this fine podcast, and uh, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to express my thoughts on this one. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout out out of the way, shall we? And I feel like I should have like a little music thing, you know, um, whenever I do a shout out and there should be a, like a little transition. But that's been overplayed and I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. But anyway, the shout out goes to Elliot Page formerly known as Ellen Page. That's right. If you have not heard as of yet, Elliot Page has now come out as trans. He is going to, first of all, I do apologize if for any reason I feel a little hesitant to, you know, call her a he. And not that I have a problem with this. It's just, it's going to take me a while to get used to that. It's going to take me a while for me to, you know, get over the fact that this was Ellen Page, you know, the character uh, Juno. I remember seeing her, now him, in Juno. I remember seeing, you know, X-Men, and I remember seeing all these fantastic films that she was in, and now she comes out as a he. She's a guy, and like I said, I don't have a problem with this whatsoever. I just felt like it was something to mention for, especially around these times where, you know, I'm not saying this is part of a woke culture thing. I don't know why that just got into my mind. But I just want to say, I've met a lot of trans people before. And they would tell me horror stories on how, you know, scared about being neglected by their parents and being judged by their friends and the possibility of death that can happen at any time because someone that does not understand. Remember, I said this at one point. I did say that 
people fear what they don't understand. They despise what they fear. And in most cases, when you come out as gay, when you come out as trans, when you come out as something that you feel deep in your heart that you are, and you're so afraid of what other people think about you, it becomes very, very scary. It becomes a very horrifying thing to live. And I can't even imagine how that's going to be or how that is for someone else around the world that's not even a celebrity, that's not even you know, someone that is very well known, you know, most cases, they're either online, whether they're online dating or in in school or living a life that they want to live like they want to be free. And I feel like Elliot Page is now at that point. And I get it. I, I get it. Some people that again, that they don't understand where they think, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. This is humiliating. This is stupid, blah, blah, blah. First of all, this is really nothing to do with you. So I don't understand why you feel so strongly against this. That's number one. Number two, we're at the point now where we should be able to express who we are. We should be able to be honest about who we are and what we feel. And chances are, Elliot has probably been thinking about this for a long time now. And and again, by being fear of judgment, being fear feared of neglect and abuse and everything else... He's been probably going through this for a very long time. And the fact that, you know, he won't be changed with the Umbrella Academy. He won't be recasted. He'll still be able to do his work. He will still be able to do his thing. Again, I have no problem with this whatsoever. So, I just want to give a main shout out to him. Elliot Page, you know, continue living your life as long as you're happy. As long as you're doing you. As long as you have friends and fans that support you. That love you. That will push you to be your best then I want nothing but the best for you. So, again, I've dealt with many people like this, and it's hard. I can imagine how hard it is. So, Elliot, welcome... I I can't even say welcome to the world. (laughs) I was going to say welcome to the world like you're born. No, you're not born. You're, you're, You're free now. So, still do keep doing your thing. Just keep doing your thing. You know, and that's all there is to it. Elliot Page, how you doing? That's all I got to say. As always, after the shout-out, let's dive into our special news on Warner Brothers releasing these movies. That starts right in a bit. I'm not going to lie, it took me a while to try to figure out what it was that I wanted to talk about today on this fine day Thursday night, and there were so many things, like so many little intricate small details that really did not really capture my attention, and then there was something else that really just hit out of the blue where I was going to go hard and flame as much as I could because I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is going on? You know, it could have been a fine day where I could talk about on how David Ramsey, you guys know him as John Diggle from the Arrowverse, that is going to be coming back, reprising his role as John Diggle in a mysterious role, whether he's going to be in 
Superman and Lois, Supergirl, Flash, and Batwoman, possibly going to be Green Lantern since, let's face it, we all diehard fans all want him to be the next Green Lantern within that show. But of course, I digress. I was even going to talk about on the fact that my favorite Avenger, Hawkeye himself, and his protege, his successor, Haley Steinfeld, now playing Kate Bishop, which has been confirmed, which we already knew already. And of course, their little cute golden retriever dog, Lucky the Pizza Dog, was actually at the Brooklyn station. I forgot which station it was, but it was definitely in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, they're in my backyard, they're in my city, fuck yeah they are, and I'm like, oh man, I'm so excited, I'm fucking excited for that show, and of course, let's also not forget that six new roles have been added to the Hawkeye series, for one thing, Florence Pugh, or Puh, P-U-G-H, from the Black Widow movie that we have still not seen yet, she's gonna be reprising her, ro- uh, her role in the Hawkeye series, we got Vera Farmiga, who's going to play Eleanor Bishop. If you remember who uh, Farmiga is, she's basically Lorraine from the Conjuring movies. So yeah, that's her, and I I enjoy watching her performances. You got Tony Dalton as Swordsman. You got, I was literally about to say for free, Frafi, Frafi, F-R-A-F-E-E, Frafi. I'm going to call her for free. So for free, (laughs) you got for free to play Casimieres versus Casimierchak. Nailed it. Then you got Alakwa Cox play Echo and Zan McLarnon, McLarnon playing William Lopez. So once again, you have all of these little news that's coming up and you're just excited because you're looking forward to the next big thing. And I kid you not, I was so close to actually bitching and complaining about the uh, news that we've gotten on DC Comics where Starfire has a goth daughter. And I thought to myself, oh my god, this is so easy for me to hate on, but I don't want to do that. I'm going to save that for another episode. I'm going to save that for another time. And I know, I know you're probably thinking, oh, let me spend a few minutes on that. No, because I feel like I'm going to get on a huge rant. If anything, I highly recommend going to the Critical Drinkers, uh, I was about to say performance, the Critical Drinkers video where he actually talks about this and he gets you inspired in terms of why you need to follow certain heroes and why certain heroes are the way they are. For us to be inspired by them, for us to, you know, feel something and we view them as a symbol. We view them as something so much more than what they are. So, I'm going to talk about that on another episode. Today, it's going to be about Warner Brothers literally taking the initiative to backsmack the shit out of Disney and maybe Universal Pictures is going to follow just around through. I think they have a different model in terms of what they're going to do with their movies, but I don't know what that is yet because it was a little bit confusing. Whichever the case may be, Warner Brother comes out and they said that they are now going to slate 17 movies throughout the year of 2021. This is a one-year plan. So they're going to release their films on both HBO Max and theaters simultaneously the same way they're going to do with Wonder Woman Wonder Woman 1984 coming for Christmas December 25th. 
Now, at first, I thought to myself, I'm like, holy shit, this is probably the best thing since sliced bread. They, this is probably the best news that we could ever have. And I'm like, eh, slow your roll, Garcia, slow your roll. Just, just relax, man, just relax. You know, because I think, in a way, it's so easy to dismiss what it is in terms of what their plan... I'm, I'm, I'm jumping around here, and I don't mean to do that, but let's face facts here. We have no idea when anything is going to get back to normal. I don't know why a few weeks ago I predicted that maybe the vaccine is going to come out and every single one of us is going to take it and we'll probably have a stronger choice in terms of what we're deciding, in terms of what we do for seeing a movie in theaters or from the comforts of our own home. And I'm like, no, that's not realistic because the vaccine would have to be distributed first and be given to people that absolutely needs it. People like, you know, that are physically compromised or people with uh, health disabilities and first responders and things like that. So I, it, it, I'm mad at myself that I did not think that far ahead. But now that Warner Brothers actually know full well that times are never certain, times of changing, and you can't just put these magnificent films to be sitting on the shelf for a while. You just can't. A, you're going to lose a shitload of money. B, the interest rate of the people, us, we're going to be like, oh yeah, wasn't that supposed to come out two, three years ago? And then we're just going to forget all about it. You need something to capture people's attention. And sometimes, sometimes, if you let too much time passes by, it's going to be all for naught. So I have here in front of me their exact quote in terms of what they're going to do. So bear with me. There's a lot to read from this. Okay. And I, since this is audio based, I know I'm going to have to read it instead of just showing you a picture of it. But just bear with me here. So these are their exact lines tit for tat. Here we go. We're living in unprecedented times which call for creative solutions, including this new initiative for the Warner Brothers Pictures Group. No one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We, we know new content is the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at reduced capacity throughout 2021. Let me pause right there. So, they're acknowledging that... Obviously, times are changing, but they're also acknowledging the fact that even with the theaters, selected theaters opening, it's not going to be enough to just have movies be brought out and only have less people, especially if there's going to be movie theaters that are going to be like, nope, only 20 people can enter or only 10 people can enter. And you're thinking to yourself, like, what the fuck? So what, do I have to make an appointment now? Like the same that they're doing with the... um with the COVID testing, now testing is getting harder because there's an increased demand for it, which means it's getting harder just to get tested, which to me does not make any sense, but what the fuck ever. You have to make an appointment now to get to the fucking thing. And I think that's what that... I thought that's what they were going to do for the movie theaters, but they're not going to do that. So let me continue. With this unique one-year plan, we can support our partners in exhibition with a steady pipeline of world-class films while also giving moviegoers who may not have access to theaters or aren't quite ready to go back to the movies the chance to see our amazing 2021 films. We see it as a win-win for film lovers and exhibitors. 
nailed it. And we're extremely grateful to our filmmaking partners for working with us on the innovative response to these circumstances. After considering all available options and the projected state of movie going throughout 2021, we came to the conclusion that this was, that, that this was the best way for Warner Media's motion picture business to navigate the next 12 months. More importantly, we are planning to bring consumers 17 remarkable, now 18, 17 remarkable movies throughout the year, giving them the choice and the power to decide how they want to enjoy these films. Our content is extremely valuable, unless it's sitting on a shelf not being seen by anyone. Now you see, this actually goes back to what I said about having films sitting on the shelf and then they're just collecting dust and then all of a sudden nothing is going on with that. So they had to make moves. We believe this approach serves our fans, supports, exhibitors, and filmmakers and enhances the HBO Max experience creating value for all. Now I'm pretty sure when they talked about their exhibitors, quote unquote, they meant their sponsors. They meant their the partners. They meant the people that have actually invested money into these filming projects and having nothing to do with them. Because as I said before, they need some way to get their money back. They need some way to make their profit. They need some way in order to ensure that the movie that they invested, not the movie, the money that they invested into the films that they can get some kind of return on them. And it's business at the end of the day. We have no issue with that whatsoever. So, I said that I thought that this was a downplay on the fact that if they're going to release Wonder Woman in both HBO Max and movie theaters, a lot of people are not going to go to the movie theaters. That's number one. Especially with a lot of theaters still, in a way, cut down from the opening marketing places like New York and California. Those two main states are always the highest when it comes to movies because they have the most theaters, they have the most people in terms of population, and they have the most innovative ways for them to have their movies be watched by us, basically. So now, with this new plan, we now have an option to decide of whether or not we can actually go and watch the movies in theaters or watch it from our own safety net, which is our homes. And with this plan now, they're going to rely so much on more people actually buying the HBO Max streaming service. And basically subscribing to it. And then when they see that there's more content within that streaming service, it's a win-win for everybody. So if they're relying on this for them to, in a way, return on their investments and make the money back. And charge people, or charge people a monthly fee of, what is it, $79.99 uh, $79. a year or something along those lines, $7.99 a month. You know, $8 just comes right out of your pocket. It's really something that you don't really think about. So there's one way to look at that. $8 a month? Sure, I'll fucking spend it. Sure. Why the fuck not? Sure. As long as they include more content and do this rotation thing like they do with Netflix. Because Netflix, I know they just increase their shit to like 18 or 20 bucks a month. And I'm like, eh, fuck that noise. I'll wait for someone else to get it and then I can have their password. So that's what's going to happen. But in any case, here are the list of films that will be that will be slated within the year of 2021. I'm going to uh, include Wonder Woman, obviously, because let's face it, she's also a part of it too. And whether the movie bombs or the movie is fire, who the fuck knows 
in terms of what to expect. Who the fuck knows? But in any case, here it is. So here is the list. You know, bear with me. It's in my notes. Warner Brothers Pictures expect release date currently includes The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, Those Who Would Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring 3, The Devil That Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Reminiscence, Malignant, Dune, The Many Saints of Newark, King Richard, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4. Holy shit, that was a huge list. And holy shit, are we going to have some fun when those movies come out? And now, here begs the number one question. Let's assume, and let's take this at face value for a second, because I like to think positive here. Let's assume that everything is successful. And let's assume that these movies that actually comes out in both services are by far the best thing that could ever happen to Warner Media and us of course the fans will other studios follow the same path will Disney slash Marvel actually look at this and be like yeah we actually put way more money into our production way more money into our marketing way more money into what we're doing we're gonna wait until you know movie theaters are open is Universal going to be like well you know we can have a streaming service as well and we can go online into an online subscription fee and maybe we can get people to come on our side too. I mean, we have movies, you know, we, we, we're important too, you know, we, we, we're, we're important, right guys, right? Are we important? I don't know, I'm just bullshitting here, but it, it, it makes you wonder, will other movie studios follow the same path? And that's a terrific question because let's face it, what sold us for Disney Plus, the streaming service? They were they promised us, you know, a whole plethora of shows that was going to be coming out. We had and everything was slated in terms of this one big sheet. We had the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Uh, I'm sorry, let's reverse that. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had WandaVision. We got the Mandalorian. We got all of these other great shows, and yet none of them are actually showing except the Mandalorian. But let's face it, I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm sorry, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm just. It's not my thing. So if that's your thing, kudos. Not my thing. And then you push back all of these other shows that are still in production. They're still in post-production right now. And you have no idea when you're going to see them again. You just don't fucking know. So these movies for HBO Max that are already completed, it's the perfect fucking time. And if they bomb, if they suck, you know, we're still going to grade them we're still going to critique them we're still going to review them that's never going to stop and we have ox- access and we have more access to stuff at our fingertips and if that's not enough if someone really wants to take a gamble if someone is tired of staying at home if someone is sick and tired of being with their kids or their <laughs> or their families on a daily basis and they want to release and go to the movie theater that's fine that's perfectly fine. If the cases increase again, the states may shut down the movie theater. And I think, I believe, that is what Warner is expecting. If they expect 
that certain theaters are going to open and there are more people that would rather go there than watch it on HBO Max for whatever fucking reason and the cases increase and they close down the theaters, they're going to think to themselves, we're like, well, we actually made the best decision because we got some money back from showing the sponsorship, showing our advertising and getting some money within our, you know, from the ticket sales and our subscription prices actually increased based on the more people subscribing to us. So in a way, we're still showing our content. It's a win-win for everybody. So even though we might not get as much money back as we do in the movie theaters, let's take this time, let's show them what we got. And the fact that it's one year, it's one year, which means these 17 movies, well, 18, these 18 movies that are going to be appearing in one year's time most likely it's going to be temporary, and they're going to use that to try to see if they should continue on if for any reason nothing changes when 2022 comes out. So, as a fan, as someone that is going to watch, obviously from his home, because I am going to watch these movies from my house, don't get me wrong. As a fan, and as someone that wants them to succeed, fuck it. You take the chance you're the first ones to do it. You take the gamble, you roll the dice, and if it doesn't work, at least you tried. At least you fucking tried. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I think this is a good thing. I really do believe this is a good thing because we're still going to get content, we're still going to get the movies that we love, and we're going to enjoy them. We're going to enjoy them. That's all there is to it. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. As always, I am on a plethora of multiple platforms. I am on Spotify. I am on Stitcher. I am on iTunes. I am on Podbean. So therefore, if someone wants to come to you and be like, hey, where can I listen to this? Well, guess what? Kablam! There you go. There's a whole thing of options. The same way we have options to watch a movie in either theater or HBO Max, you have options to actually listen to this podcast too. And if you want to participate, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or whatever the case may be, hit me up. OTC Volume 2, volume completely spelled with the number 2, but you already know that. Or hit me up directly, Mike Garcia VO, and we have our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. You know, you can come in. It's our Facebook group. You can sign up, post anything you want, comic book related. Be respectful to everybody else that's there. We are a community. We're all friends here. It's what we do. It's what we do best. And like anything else, before we end this fantastic Thursday night, before we dive into our weekend, that's right, the weekend, we are going to go into our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from The Wolverine. And it goes as follows. I'm Wolverine. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. My reaction to that is this. You're the goddamn Wolverine. And MCU. You're going to bring him back as someone else? He has a lot of shoes to fill under Hugh Jackman. You don't believe me? Ho ho. Wait until the fans tear him the fuck up if he fucks up. Guys, have a great weekend. Remember to continue to stay safe. Sanitize yourself. Do what you can. Social distance and all that bullshit. 
I think these are good moments that are coming. The holidays are coming. So, if anything, just be happy, be healthy. And tune in next time on Monday night where we will talk more on all the happenings that goes on in the world of comic book movies, games, shows, television, whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.